For six generations, the Jones family has been providing high-quality meats. And now, we're providing treats for the best member of your family, man's best friend, aka the goodest boys and girls. Jones Natural Shoes makes bones and treats that are sure to be savored by your dog and are made from the best natural ingredients available. Our flavorful chews are made from natural animal parts and will have your puppy drooling with happiness. From treats like sticks and chews to savory bones and patties, we've got you covered for finding the perfect reward for that special pup in your life. Jones Natural Chews come in all sizes, so make sure to choose the right treat for your pup. And remember, it's important to be supervising your pup when they're enjoying their treats to keep your puppy safe. Jones Natural Chews, available at a pet store near you. Or visit jonesnaturalchews.com to get started with our store locator tool. That's Jones Natural Chews, available at a pet store near you. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Untold Italy Travel Podcast, and you are listening to episode number 159. Ciao a tutti and benvenuti to Untold Italy, the travel podcast where you go to the towns and villages, mountains and lakes, hills and coastlines of Bella Italia. Each week your host, Katie Clark, takes you on a journey in a search of magical landscapes, history, culture, wine, gelato and, of course, a whole lot of pasta. If you're dreaming of Italy and planning future adventures there, you've come to the right place. Ciao friends! Today's episode is a bit different because it's not so much focused on inspiration for your Italy trips. In this episode, we're going to get a little bit practical. And it's especially for those of you who maybe haven't done a lot of international travel or haven't done some for some time, or it's your first trip to Italy. Now, I'm going to let you know some of the more annoying things about travel in Italy, namely scams, and I'm going to give you some strategies to avoid them. The purpose of this episode is not to scare or alarm you because Italy is generally a very, very safe country to travel in, but I'm recording this to help you to be alert and give you some strategies for avoiding the small number of tricksters that like to take advantage of visitors who are understandably enjoying the scenery and the wonder all around them. Now, according to the World Population Review, Italy is one of the most visited countries in the world, coming in at number five with over 64 million visitors a year which, to give you some context, is about the same number of people that visit the United States from abroad each year. And where there are large numbers of people, you'll usually find the odd scammer. And that's true of most big cities around the world. And I can certainly tell you that despite being very well-travelled, I've been scammed in just about every country I've been to, including the United States, the United Kingdom, as well as here in Australia, And I've got to say, taxis are the main culprit, but there are plenty of creative people looking for a quick buck wherever you go. 
I think the only places I've been where scamming is not really an issue is Japan, which is an amazing country that you should definitely visit too, and Singapore. So it's good to just brush up on your general anti-scamming skills anyway, but especially um, I want to help you with some specific Italian situations. Now, in Italy, most of these 64 million visitors go to only a handful of places, Rome, Florence, Venice, the Cinque Terre, Sorrento, and the Amalfi Coast. And unsurprisingly, the scammers tend to be concentrated in these areas too. So if you really want to avoid the scammers, then head off the beaten path into lesser known areas. But most people will touch at least Rome during their trips, so all of these tips and suggestions are definitely worth listening to. So let's begin. What type of scams are there? And first up, the classic, the taxi scams. They're common the world over. Now, as I mentioned, not all taxi drivers are dodgy, far from it. But I think this is where I've had the worst experiences of being ripped off over my many years of travel. Classic scams here include not turning the meter on and suddenly magically coming up with an extortionate fee. Quoting a set fee, that's completely incorrect. Stating that they only take cash, which is also incorrect. In Italy, they need to be able to take card and giving you the wrong change. And so you hand over a 50 euro note and they might give you back 10 when they should have given you back 20. And this really preys on people that are tired, especially if you've been traveling on a long haul flight and you're a little bit disorientated. People are speaking a different language. I think it's just plain mean. Now, I also find train stations are the worst for this because, again, there's lots of tired and disorientated people who just want to get to their hotel or accommodation. And sometimes, like, an airport's a little bit more fluid and you can see where to go, but a train station is just like a mass of people rushing to get everywhere. So take particular attention in train stations. Approaches at the airport from taxi drivers is also not allowed, so you need to get into the line at the taxi rank, which will be monitored. Even then, if you get in the taxi there, what I would do is ask, do they take card and how much is the fare? And there's a usually in Rome, there's a set fare to go to and from the airport from the city. And I think it's around 50 euros. It sort of changes every now and again, but it's around the 50 euro mark. So if anyone's telling you anything much above that, that's actually incorrect. What you would need to know though, is you can probably only get three adults and luggage into a taxi. So if you need you know, any more than you do need to um, organise a transfer or get two taxis. Now, these taxi drivers, as I said, there's normally you can just get amazing taxi drivers, but you will get the odd one that's a little bit dodgy. So how to avoid this situation is that you do not hail taxis really initially. It's not really standard practice. If you're hailing a taxi, they're going to know, oh, that's a tourist. And that's sort of putting up a red flag. And, you know, they can sort of adjust their approach anyway. And that's when you sort of get offered a price to go from here to there. The simple answer to that is no, turn on the meter. So the other thing that I do is where possible, I use taxi booking apps, which work like Uber. And there's the taxi booking app in Rome is called Free Now. And it's also available in Naples. But there's a different one in Florence and that one's called App Taxi. And so just like Uber, it works in your cities around the world, uh, everything is tracked there. So you're less likely to be ripped off. Now, speaking of Uber, it's not really that common in Italy. You do see it in Rome and Milan, but it's not that common. So try those other taxi apps and you'll probably have a better chance of getting the transport that you need. 
The other thing that I would do is, especially coming off a long flight, and from Australia, it's at least 22, 23 hours off the, off the plane, so you are really, really tired, is to book a transfer. And I find the transfers are around 75 euros, which to me is completely worth it because you just have someone meet you, they've got the, your name, and then they take your luggage and you walk, and then they drop you straight at the hotel. And there's no funny business at all. And you've paid for everything up front. You don't need to get cash out. It's just a whole lot easier, in my opinion. So they're my tips for avoiding taxi scams. And I think that, you know, they are usually the ones that get you the most. And we did have one situation uh, last year, actually, in Naples. And so just to give you an idea, we were with my husband, whose mum is from near Naples, and he speaks Neapolitan dialect. And we arrived at the train station and I had not taken my own advice and I had not booked a transfer to the ferry terminal where we needed to go. And that ride is about, I think it's about 10 minutes. Well, that ride cost us 35 euros, which is incorrect (laughs) because we got in the taxi and he was chatting away and then he didn't turn on the meter and he said, oh no, it's 35 euros, which should be really about 10, I think. I think they've got a standard rate for that transfer in Naples, which is 20, which is still a lot less than 35. Anyway, by the time you're in, your luggage is in, your kids are strapped in, you're not really in the frame of mind to be arguing. So off we went with our 35 euro trip and my husband was smarting for the rest of the day because, yeah, it's just frustrating. And it does seem to happen a little bit more often in Naples. So if you're in doubt, Get the taxi app, the free now app, and book them in advance so you don't have that problem. So apart from taxis, there's another scam that happens in Italy, which is a bit frustrating, and that's the skip the line tickets and tours that are offered on the street. Picture the scene. You're standing in a line at a major attraction and the wait time looks like two to three hours. Up comes a friendly gentleman offering to sell you skip the line tickets or a tour so you can enter straight in. So tempting, right? Wrong. (laughs) The only way to skip the line is to pre-purchase your tickets and tours in advance. And I have to say that one of the major benefits of the pandemic is that you can't, if there are any, is that you can't really access places like the Colosseum or the Vatican Museums without pre-purchasing timed entry tickets these days. So there is a benefit to doing that. Now, this one is a typical scam that's used in the line for security at St. Peter's Basilica, which is actually free to enter. So there are no tickets unless you want to go up to the dome. The security line there can be very, very long and frustrating. So don't fall for this scam, no matter how hot or tired you are. Another option these guys use is to offer you a very cheap tour of the sites. Now, if you've been listening along to Untold Italy for a while, you'll know that tour guides in Italy must have a license, which takes a lot of study and a very hard exam to pass. The guides, especially the good ones, are in hot demand and they would never go spruiking on the street. They need to carry their accreditation badge at all times, so make sure you ask to see it if someone tries to sell you a tour. My guess is they'll probably walk away at that point. But the easy way to avoid all of this is to pre-book everything before you go. And I would say unless you're travelling between November and February or early March, then 
that's the best option. In those cases, you can probably walk into those attractions, but outside of those times, unless you're really flexible and, and happy to enter at the end of the day and have a lot of flexibility in your plans, or you're happy to wait for a little bit, then you do need to pre-book. And we've got quite a few resources on how to pre-book tickets, which we'll provide in the show notes here, which is episode number 159. Now that brings me on to some other things that are fake, not fake tours, not fake tickets, but fake designer goods. I think most people understand that Gucci doesn't sell their bags and luxury items at local markets off a blanket. But just to make sure, those convincing looking knockoffs are not real and they come at a different kind of price than the four figure plus tags that you'll see on the legitimate versions. Firstly, Italy is highly protective of its luxury goods industry, so you've been warned. There are fines for anyone caught picking up a Prada-labelled gondolier hat in Venice or something similar in other places that you go. Secondly, knockoffs are generally made extremely cheaply using inferior materials and techniques and often in sweatshop environments, which is not something I'd want on my conscience. But fortunately, if you like to shop, then you can grab design items at discounted prices up to 70% off at discount outlets in Italy. Sure, you likely won't pay 30 euros for a bag, but you will get an authentic piece made to exacting standards and you won't have to haggle in the street. The Cerevale outlet near Milan is huge and there's also Barberino near Florence and Castor Romano near Rome. So if you're into shopping, steer away from the fake designer goods and get the real stuff. Another set of creative con artists are very creative, actually, and we've nearly been caught out by these people. Did you think that the guys dressed up as Roman centurions were paid to wander through crowds of tourists adding to the atmosphere? Sorry, no, they weren't. Often very charismatic, they invite you in for a photo and then will ask for the cash before handing you back your phone or camera. Now, the city of Rome is really cracking down on these guys, but just so you know, this is pretty popular and they tend to sort of hang on the fringes of major sites. So just keep an eye out for that. And if you see one and you really want a photo, because they do actually look quite good, just ask them the price up front. It's probably the best way to handle that situation. Another scam that often seems to happen in Florence for some reason is that a street artist accuses you of walking over or damaging their sidewalk art and asks for cash in compensation. This can be very embarrassing. So if it happens to you, try to simply hold your ground and walk away because obviously you probably have not walked through their artwork. Most people haven't done that. And any legitimate artist has usually cleared a big space around the piece that they're working on. Now, I tend to carry not much cash these days, or if any, so I do wonder how these people get on. But um, whatever you do, don't go anywhere near an ATM with people who try on these type of stunt and go straight to the nearest police person. Fortunately, you'll find lots of carabinieri and police stationed at major tourist areas. So make your first beeline to those people and let them know what's going on. Now, the next one I find a little bit awkward and a little bit sad, actually, and that's people offering free stuff. Bracelets, roses, anything that's offered for free is a big red flag that actual payment is expected. 
I find this situation to be very uncomfortable because unlike taxi drivers who earn a reasonable wage and should know better, it is very clear that the people taking this approach to earning money are pretty desperate and they're often refugees escaping horrible situations at home. If this happens, I like to remind myself that I'm one of the lucky 2% of people in the entire world who travels internationally for pleasure and I resolve to be firm but kind because it can feel intrusive and it's a bit annoying, especially when they're quite persistent. Sometimes this scam is also part of a pickpocketing effort, so I feel like the best thing to do is say buster, which means no enough, and you say it very firmly but not rudely, and they usually go away. Lastly, I wanted to let you know about some things that look like a scam but are not, and this section should actually be subtitled Restaurant Issues. Now, in Italy, you're generally charged more to sit outside in the piazza and enjoy your coffee or meal than if you were standing at the bar inside. This is not a scam, but it's standard practice which makes sense when you note that there's a waiter involved in bringing the food and check or bill and drinks to you. Places where your meal or coffee is going to be what many consider to be outrageously priced are Piazza San Marco in Venice and Piazza Navona in Rome. If you don't want to pay €8 for a coffee, then don't sit outside here. But I actually think the price is worth it if you linger for a little while and enjoy the passing parade of people and the incredible atmosphere. At restaurants, there's also often a charge for bread that's called copiato, which is technically illegal in some places, including Rome, but it's not very well policed. The charge will be around two to five euros, depending on the location and style of the establishment, and it must be published on the restaurant menu, which you will always find outside the front of the venue. Now, in very touristy places, hello Amalfi Coast, you may see a servizio or service charge of 10 to 20% added to your bill. This should also be printed on the menu, so do make sure you check if you're concerned about inflated prices, but they're okay to charge that as long as they publish the prices on the menu. Also in the category of not really a scam, but incredibly annoying, is rounding up prices and all those fun added extras, like a little rendition of O Sole Mio in your gondola or letting you jump into the water at Capri's Blue Grotto. Now, I really don't have a problem with paying for those little extras, but somehow I feel like it falls into the tip category and it's not an upfront charge. And on that subject, tipping is a whole other issue and podcast episode, actually, and that's episode number seven for those of you who want to brush up on the tipping etiquette in Italy. So lastly, before we wrap up, I want to let you know what to do if you get scammed. If you're getting scammed or someone overcharges you, should you report it to the police or carabinieri? Yes, I guess this is the right thing to do, but it can be quite difficult unless there are officers close by and you have specific evidence. The people that run these kind of scams tend to disappear pretty quickly as soon as they get an idea that you're thinking about talking to the police. I do know the cities are cracking down on scams where they can. In particular, the city of Rome has a program to catch up those guys dressed as centurions but they typically just move to another place, i.e. not near the Colosseum. We encountered them on Pincio Hill in the gardens of the Galleria Borghese, and, you know, they can be actually pretty persistent as well. Apart from approaching the police, I think the best course of action is to move on and chalk it up to experience. And if the damage was minimal, have a bit of a laugh about it. Sure, it can leave a bad taste in your mouth, but do you really want a scammer ruining your much-longed-for vacation? It's giving them a double win. 
The best revenge is to move on and make sure others know what they can do to avoid the problem. So, in summary, as I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, getting scammed is rare in Italy, except maybe by taxi drivers. So if you have your wits about you and are prepared, you'll avoid the worst of it. But if it does happen to you, don't beat yourself up. Despite countless trips to Italy, I fell for the taxi scam in Rome last year going from the station to Piazza della Rotunda. I was so tired and I just didn't have the energy to fight the ridiculous 30 euro charge that I was presented with, but I'm paying it forward by letting you know that the best way to avoid a lot of these things is to pre-book those taxis and transfers and ideally not carry a lot, if any, cash. Now, if you'd like to reread this episode and understand it in a bit more detail in the transcript, then you can find the links to that and the taxi apps that I mentioned online at untolditaly.com forward slash 159 for episode 159. Now, friends, my team does hugely detailed notes for each and every episode, which you can find just by adding the episode number to the end of untolditaly.com with a forward slash. And that way you can find all the info you're looking for, including place names, etc., very quickly. As always, thanks for your ongoing support of Untold Italy. We truly appreciate all of you and especially our Amici private podcast members and, of course, all our subscribers and listeners joining us from around the world. If you do have a spare moment, we would so appreciate it if you left us a five-star rating and review on your favourite podcast app. That way, we can reach more Italy-loving travellers and help people plan their trips to Italy just like we're helping you. That's all for today. Next week, we're heading back to beautiful Capri. But until then, it's ciao for now. The Untold Italy podcast is an independent production. Podcast editing, audio production and website development by Mark Hatter. Production assistance and content writing by the other Katie Clark. Yes, there are two of us. For more information about Untold Italy, please visit untolditaly.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.